house. You feel really disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're just trying to like get enough meat so your child who has one limb left after all the velociraptor attacks, because yeah, they're back. No one saw that coming. <laughs> and and who are all like, oh yeah, it's gonna be. I'm gonna have fucking crazy football gear. I'm gonna wear all day. <laughs> and because we're talking about crazy football gear. <laughs> This is the Big Bang Theory. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Kyle, and actually this is the Big Bang Theory Theory. No, we're the show now. <laughs> and we have a special guest today. I am the special guest. Uh, my name is Chloe. Yay, Chloe. Chloe's a good friend of ours who we uh, asked to come and, and sit through with us. I was going to say suffer through, but let's just face it. This is an excellent program, and I think we're all loving it very much. Mm. Chloe, mm-hmm. we get to grill you for a few moments. Oh, good. How much of the Big Bang Theory have you seen? Like, how familiar are you with it before today? I'm uh, I'm pretty familiar. There was a period of time where it was on the only channel that I got in college. So I watched a good portion of it. And um, I've had a lot of interactions with a lot of nerd bros who feel like it's like ruining the coolness of nerd stuff, which is really interesting because it gets them all aggro. I personally, I used to hate it because I had a thing for nerd guys. And since nerd guys seem to hate it, I thought that I was supposed to hate it too. But it's pretty good. It's pretty, I was giggling. I was giggling. It's been a while since I saw it though. All right. And how horny are you for each of the individual nerdos? I am super dripping wet for all of them. Uh, specifically, actually, I actually have a big, I used to have a big crush on Warowitz. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. How much can you love him? I, uh, I, (laughs) is it the Batman belt buckle? It's the Batman belt buckle, isn't it? It's the skinny jeans that really used to get me because it's like that man has no problem exposing all of his deepest secrets. It is pretty confident. Like I've got pants that don't fit me right. And when I wear them, people are like, you look brave. (laughs) So... Um, oh, I'm going to keep that laughter down to like a minimum because that probably is going to blow things out. It, you know, if it pierces the ears of the people listening, it'll be fine because they'll be laughing at the same time and they'll think that they did it to themselves. Well, good, good. Take it, it you fuckos. Yeah. Take it. Eat yeah. shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I guess we should say what this episode actually was yes. and then start breaking it down. Sure. Um, does anyone have anything they want to contribute into it or shall I just do it? Just... Just go for it. Wallowitz fucks up a space shitter. That's mm-hmm. the episode. <laughs> no, so Wallowitz uh, of the four nerds is the, the mechanical engineer, I believe, and he had the task of uh, deploying a zero-gravity waste mechanism for, the, I don't know, the, yeah, the International Space Station. Yes, the ISS. Yes, but once deployed, he realized that after about 10 flushes, uh, it doesn't work anymore, and it'll just spray the poop out. That's, that's what's implied, anyway. And so he is trying his best to fix it. And that's really half the episode. The other half of the episode is a returning character from last time whose name I can't remember. Is it Simon? I'm going to call him Simon. No, it's not Simon. Uh, If you hadn't immediately led with Simon, I could have told you. But you just (laughs) wiped whatever his real name was. I feel like if you really knew, you'd be a lot more confident about it. Like if I said, hi, is my name Dave now? Fuck. Fuck, now I want to call myself Dave. (laughs) Come on, Dave. Don't do this to me. It's okay. We're going to get through this. You know what? I think his name was Stuart. Stuart! Stuart! I was right! Because you guys immediately reiterated it, which means it triggered some kind of memory. If three yes. people some say something at the same time, it's true. Check it out. Yeah. I'm great! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't count us in! 
Well, it's either got to be spontaneous or it doesn't happen. Exactly. And it didn't happen, so we know it's not true. <laughs> and I'm sad. Oh, no. Stuart's a great name for the owner of a comic book shop, isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, that's really on brand yeah. for that guy. Also, the guy, it's somehow, he looks like perfectly like Stuart, and so does the guy in What We Do in the Shadows, whose name is Stuart. And they're very different people, but they're yeah. both Stuart. Yeah. You show me a Stuart that doesn't look like a Stuart, and I'll show you a man that has a different name. Stuart Little. More of a stew. Yeah. I think even Stuart Little looks like a Stuart, though. Yeah, he does that dress kind of motherfucker. Like a I don't feel that like I look like evil fucking name. mouse. Is he? That goddamn demonic waste of space. Fuck Stuart Little. Can you what? imagine being in the same orphanage as Stuart Little and a mouse got adopted instead of you? Yeah, oh. I can. That'd be much easier to take care of. <laughs> but they treat him like a. That is, like a I human like that. Boy. It's like, oh man, we totally conned our son who wanted a real brother by getting him this fucking mouse and saving like $50,000 on college tuition. Hundreds on food and groceries. We don't even have to buy him a real car. He'll drive a fucking toy car. But this is he, great. Then, but he'll poop so much. Mm. He'll poop so much and he'll eat right through the skins of bananas. I know that. I know that. I hate it. I know it. Also, there's a chance a cat may murder him. But, like, you know. That's, that's true of any creature. God, can you imagine the, the lack of foresight on the parents' part? They had a cat and they went and they got a mouse son. Like that's just asking for trouble. It is a little bit. It's a little bit rude. It's a, yeah. That's that is very irresponsible, actually. Boy, what's what's the normal like? Who would be living in your house that you wouldn't adopt like a normal child? Like if if that'd be like living with the predator, and it'd be like, hey, we just brought home a new kid. Don't kill the new kid, predator. Hmm. Something changed just now in the premise here, <laughs> where, where we went from what's it like to adopt a mouse. So what's it like to adopt someone that's not a kid? And then you immediately like, what's the most dangerous thing I can like? Hey, everyone, this is your new this is your new brother, a knife. <laughs> Come and hug your new brother tightly. There's a Facebook page called "I Fucking Hate Stuart Little." I just what? want you to. That's why I was doing that bit in case you wondered. There is an entire Facebook page that's just post after post of "fuck Stuart Little, that little mouse bastard." I wish I didn't know that because I think I liked it better when I thought that you just had a really bad thing against yeah. Stuart Little. Well, I thought you, you were an original Kyle. You no. Know? <laughs> well, that's your first you're a Facebook. Fraud! Meme Nef- nothing I say is ever anything but a reference to something else that I've consumed. You should Great. know that Googly, by now. Googly. All right, so. I think we probably weren't crazy about this episode because I got halfway through the summary before we're like, what's up with bringing home mouse kids? Well, because you were like, Simon. Oh. Yeah, it was my fault. You um, know, I don't think you got halfway through the summary. I think you did the whole summary. Of no, the- no we, still- we didn't even talk about uh, Simon as I want to call Stuart and uh, Penny oh, m- yeah. m- madly like fingering in his car or whatever. Um <laughs> That was not how that went. It was implied. I mean, it kind of was implied. I guess, yeah, I guess. You don't moan somebody's name when you're just making out. Yeah, that'd be such a weird world if that was the reaction immediately that you went to. Yeah, if someone said my name while I was making out with them, I'd go, hee hee, because it would probably tickle, because they're saying it into my mouth. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I also like that the implication that, uh, that Penny just does whatever when she has wine in in her. Oh, she does. That's that's not that's not implied at this point. Penny's she's she's loose and happy oh. and free. Oh good. Oh good. You ended that correctly. <laughs> anyway, um, so what, yeah, we're very sex positive. Us and the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, this show fucks. This show that's, has never called anyone a whore. We we haven't. 
The show that we watch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got to start differentiating between the show, the show that we watch, and the I mean, show, I the podcast. I started the show yeah. with the name of the show that we watch, not the show that we are. So that's. I'm yeah. so confused right now. Reality there's an ep- there's an episode of The Big Bang Theory where the whole joke is that this woman is a whore. I mean, well, the, the thing about The Big Bang Theory that always uh, has uh, appealed to me is that. It is really honest about the way that a lot of uh, nerdy guys operate in my own personal experience. Go on. <laughs> so uh, the thing is, is that I have experienced more misogyny when it comes to nerdy guys than regular like dude bro guys. And I think that it's a power differential thing that like uh, men don't really... Toxic masculinity tells us that men don't really feel like men unless they're putting women down or putting women in their place. So, but would God traditional damn it. males be more toxically masculine than the nerd bros? Well, they have less to prove. You just lost us our whole audience. That's <laughs> fuck. It's, it's okay. You can edit out my feminism. Yeah, it's just like make yeah. it more palatable. It's just like all those incels feminism. who spiked our who spiked our our subscription count. Ooh, I wouldn't just joke bounced. about that. I wouldn't joke about that. What if it's true? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. This this show is eighty percent incels. That's because it's because people are looking for Big Bang Theory podcasts. <laughs> Like the, the the demos are just facts. That's you can't do anything with that. Well, you can't you can't disqualify all the nerd fuckers that are out there. Who I that was definitely my demographic for watching the. Big I Bang guess Bang. that is I. We've been talking for a long time about what to call our fans of the podcast, and I think nerd fuckers is definitely the best <laughs> suggestion that I've come up with. That well, anyone has. I'm not willing to let go of those who walk the path of the strange, but well, nerd fuckers is a little bit easier. <laughs> Uh, those who walk the path of the strange, if you put that on a bumper sticker, about ten different groups would be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, Illuminati shit, yeah. I mean, I was very proud when I came up with it, but... Yeah, well, you know, you should be it, but, you know, you thought of something else now because you realized your mistake, I guess. I don't know. Second half of the episode, here I go. This is the longest short summary we've ever done because we're having too much fun. Um, I blame myself entirely. But, uh, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Anyway, so the, the, the B-plot is Stuart from the comic book shop who went on a date with Penny and it didn't work out because he got too excited talking with Sheldon about comic books and she fell asleep. Uh, about Batman comic books, thanks. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, he uh, goes to Leonard for advice on how to approach his second date with Penny. Uh, and Leonard is freaked out and sad because he didn't think it would work out. And so he decides uh, kind of begrudgingly that he's going to sabotage the date. By telling Stuart to be as afraid of Penny as he can be while not being a monster, basically. Penny, at the same time, checks in with Leonard to be uh, like, Hey, is it cool that I might fuck your friend? And actually, I think that is a super cool thing for her to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leonard lies about it and says yes. Uh, Anyway, the date goes super well until, while making out and implied heavy fingering, Penny calls out Leonard's name and then the date ends. Uh, and then Leonard hears about this the next day from Stuart, leaves uh, the comic book shop, and does a little happy dance on the way out the door. That's that's plot B. To wrap mm-hmm. up plot A, all the nerds get together to work on the, the space toilet. They find a solution to fix the problem. And then the stinger at the end of it is the ISS astronauts realizing uh, that the problem is not fixed. And again, implied, the ISS is riddled with doo-doo. <laughs> and all the astronauts have to get out. So there's more detail in there, but that's that's the summary of the episode. Yeah. And now the game we play is we look and see how the title relates to the episode. Oh. And this one is please the say. classified materials turbulence. 
<laughs> I think that's the best episode name so far. Materials, turbulence. Classified materials, I get. Turbulence, yeah. I I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I guess there probably isn't the last such word, thing as turbulence. Well, the last space. word never makes any sense, so I guess it's weird of me to suddenly get super picky about that. I, feel, I, I like how it's... It's not completely on the nose. It's not like the doo-doo conundrum, you yeah, know? That's true. So <laughs> I appreciate that at least. They uh they definitely reference classified materials at least like four or five times. Well so. they do yeah, usually they'll pick some random like C level joke in the episode and that's usually somehow that becomes the title of the episode. Yeah, it's like the more obscure and unfunny it is, the more likely it is to be mentioned in the episode title. So Hey, way to go. B plus, Big Bang Theory, on this one. <laughs> Your highest grade yet. <laughs> I was looking at classified materials turbulence, and I was like, CMT, does, is that like a thing? And then immediately my brain kicked in and went, uh, is that cock mother torture? Oh, geez, I went country <laughs> Wait, music what? television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that is country. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, oh, also, what oh. is, I, do, I mean, I don't want to know, but also. You know. No, you know I mean. That, you can. It, it, if it's what it sounds like, but yeah, uh, now, now I feel. Oh man! Remember that time we both took the fetish test, Kyle? Yeah, you're you're totally <laughs> pretending to not know what cock murder torture is. <laughs> oh, murder! Okay, no, I'm I definitely get... said mother because oh, that's... cock mother torture. <laughs> yeah, that. Sorry, I've revealed something about myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's not a real thing. That's just the three the three awful words that my my brain put together. So if it is an actual thing, please write in and tell us. Yeah, well, it's your spontaneous word association to the letters CMT. So let's delve into that a little bit. Or let's actually talk about this dumb show. So um, I don't know if there's anything else like really wants to get into, but I, I do want to address how... Gosh darn sassy Raj is all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Yeah, it's like it's like the actor went in and was like, "Okay, guys, I I gave you a season and a half to fix this on your own, but you're gonna have to start writing jokes about me that aren't just yeah. uh, I'm from India and I, I and I'm shy and I can't talk to women. and I can't talk to women except when I'm drunk and then I'm an asshole to women. Yeah, it's like because that's normally his whole character. That that is true. But now he's he, he calls Leonard a two faced little. Bitch. That was <laughs> that, that was, was easily. That was not just the best line of the episode. That was the best line of possibly the whole season. It was incredible. It was the it was the first time a character was just like, hey, "Fuck you," you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, it was the only thing that would have made it better if he'd said it to Sheldon. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird that Sheldon does again. Sheldon, meanwhile, is trying to learn what humor is. Finally, and so every time anyone makes a joke, Sheldon is like, mm, "Yes, I appreciate the double entendre that you did there." <laughs> and that's it doesn't really work but that that's the recurring bit with Sheldon is he's figuring out what laughing means oh that laugh sticks around BT dubs because I've seen it at least four or five more times yes uh, by the way uh, we are now season two episode 22 not nary a bazinga <laughs> oh so. that's true there's no bazingas yet no, no. We, we've been on we're, bazinga we're two seasons in what no bazingas not one when did Bazinga even start? That is we'll, crazy. We'll find out. Oh, God. That's going to be a big episode, guys. When Bazinga finally comes around. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also worried because I know that it'll never go away again. Yeah. But, I mean, I it's not like I haven't said Bazinga before in <laughs> earnest. <laughs> I, uh, it's I like think... your your first Big Bang Theory virginity is watching the show, and the second is when they finally say Bazinga. Yeah, Bazinga is when you graduate to butt stuff, is what it is. <laughs> yes, um, that, that was the metaphor I was working with, but you made it explicit, which makes it so much funnier. Heh <laughs> heh. 
Yeah. That's sort of how that episode, the episode is like. I think now I know little, how that feels. Yeah. I think that little laugh is Jim Parsons trying to like create a thing for his character. I would like to say I have, it's been a while since I saw Big Bang Theory and I'm sorry, The Big Bang Theory. And um I I don't know why I said that like you guys were going to correct me, but I did. So I'm just going to roll with it. The you Bang know your audience is why <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who you're getting to. Um, the costume, uh, whoever does the costuming for the show is really, I want, I, I'm very interested because like Howard looks super cute throughout the whole thing. He had a little alien pin on his collar in every single episode or every single outfit that he wore during the episode. And Raj's whole idea, it's like, they were like, okay, he's a nerd and he doesn't know women and like, he's a nerd. So let's put every pattern on him that we possibly can. But it still kind of looks like, because it's been a while, it sort of looks like what hipsters wear now. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, once you, like, pointed out how you thought Wallowitz was cute, then that turned something on my brain. And I'm looking at Raj and I'm like, that's pretty fresh, honestly. Like, I know we're making fun of him, but he's looking pretty good. Did Raj say anything when Penny was over at the end of the episode? No. no. Okay. He won't he won't talk to her unless he's unless it's an editing slip up. It's that doesn't happen. Mm. She she's included in the group of all women that he refuses to speak to. All right, here's an awkward thing. Let's get into it. This is a very semi Nick Hyde's uh oversharing personal life story. Wait. Nick's oversharing life stories. It's Nick's oversharing life story time where Nick looks chagrin cuz I sing the song every time. This part is for Chloe for context. It's Nick's oversharing life stories. <laughs> Ba-dum-bum. I said a different lady's name in bed once. <laughs> that was Nick's oversharing life stories. Oh, what the shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to play it off so fast. I don't remember what I did. I think I was like, oh, I have to get lunch with that person tomorrow or something. It was bad. Oh, it was... no. She knew, right? I don't know. I think she was probably still in a stupor from my good loving, so I think I got away from it. <laughs> we didn't have a fight about it or nothing. So how, was... how close were the two names to each other? Like, not yeah. close at all? Not at all? Like, was there an extra syllable? <laughs> the thing is, I mean, she noticed. It wasn't like kind of, it wasn't like it squeaked through. <laughs> It was, she was like, what? And I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm still having a hard time, I guess, getting um, something like that. I don't like it as much in this episode because they've done nothing this entire season to in, like intimate at all that Penny still has feelings or really ever had feelings for Leonard. Yeah. So it comes out of kind of left field. Yeah, it's, they dated very briefly, as, uh, implied again, in between seasons. Yes. Wait, like, it was in between, so they didn't. Uh, you didn't uh, even the, see. I am convinced they only went on one date. Nick fights me on this one, yeah. but well, it's not a fight. It was it was me not having any sort of attention span or memory or uh, attention to detail. But yeah, they go on their first date at the end of season one, and then by season two, it's already done with. But nonetheless, like Penny, every time Leonard is going to smooch somebody, gets all jealous and angry, and vice versa. Uh, but there's there's no connection. There's nothing else saying that they're still yearning for each other. They just always have this like petty, why can't if if I can't have you and don't want you, no one else can. I mean, isn't that like real life though? Yes. Yeah, that's of course. <laughs> like that's probably the most realistic part of I'm, the whole I'm, thing. I'm friends with like most of my exes. I think for that reason is we all just have to keep an eye on each other. You know, <laughs> it's like what are you doing? Yeah, you still single? Good. <laughs> 
Right, I actually went in a completely different direction, which I was just assuming because I don't understand how people work. I was just like, I thought Penny wanted an out. Like I was like, because I assume I again that this is too. this yeah. is a much okay, okay, good. So it wasn't just me. I was like, because she was like, yeah. I went out with Stewart and the date was a little weird, but he asked me out yeah. and I said yes. But then I got to thinking about it, I was like, oh, she doesn't want to go out with him again. Well, and, and she's t- like, t- to take one step back real quick, I don't, I don't remember if I clarified is that. Uh, Stuart goes to Leonard for advice on how to date Penny. Penny does the exact same thing to Leonard, so he's he's just stuck in the middle and hating it. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yes. Penny's like, I guess it would be weird if I went out with him without asking you first. Are you sure you were cool with this? And where my mind went was, oh, she's hoping he says, no, actually, I'm a little weird about it, so she has an excuse to cancel her date. Mm-hmm. Her date with this weird guy that she's not sure about. But that never fo- they never they followed totally up on that angle. It. But you had the same thought, which makes me think I'm not yeah. as crazy as I... No, 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 no. I thought Penny was totally trying to get out of it. Like, yeah. like she was which being maybe she pumped. was. But, you know, then the wine started flowing. Yeah, once yeah. you get that wine going, we should start wrapping up. We have this social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. There, that's how I do that. Uh, now we have to talk about our favorite nerd thing of the week. Um, who wants to go first? Chloe, well, you're the guest. Well, no, we usually give the guests the choice. You can go first, last, or basically you can pick when you go. Oh, God. The pressure. Uh, well, that's the whole point is it takes the pressure away. Uh, uh, you can go whenever you're most comfortable. Okay, I'll go now. Um, okay, Detective Pikachu was super cute. It was super sweet, and I cried a whole bunch. Uh, I was high during it, but that didn't have anything to do with why I cried. Well, explain what Detective Pikachu is for all the other people who aren't Detective Pikachu experts. <laughs> Detective Pikachu was the... The Pokemon movie that just came out, and it stars Ryan Reynolds and the kid from the Get Down that I don't remember what his name is, uh, but he's a very good actor. They did a lot of things in it that were really cool, and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm having trouble like figuring out how to summarize it. But um, well, if you don't want to spoil anything, maybe just explain why why you like it so much. And how much you would recommend it to someone else. Like, how how important is it that someone sees your Pokemans? Oh, it's so important if you like cute things. Because you get to imagine a world that Pokemon actually exists in. Which uh, brought out uh, many feelings in me. The Bulbasaur's were super cute because they have little squeaky voices. And uh, I would 10 out of 10 recommend this movie. Even Hot if you damn. don't like Pokemon. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it too. One of my... Uh, my favorite fact about it is that apparently the one stipulation for using that, like, the people who made the movie, um, like, in securing the rights to all the Pokemon from the Pokemon company is they're like, they all have to be cute. They were like, all of them? And they're like, yes, if you put a Pokemon in the movie, better look goddamn cute or we're not going to let you use it. What about Scyther or whatever? I mean, that's, I mean, they were like, some of them, they were like, maybe this one shouldn't be in the movie because it turns out when you do it in CGI, it's not cute. It's horrifying. Actually, the Lickitung was the hardest one because, yeah. like, the, it has that giant, like, saliva tongue. And they were mm-hmm. like, tread lightly with this. Yeah, that's going to turn into a rude tentacle in no time. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Mime was fucking horrifying. <laughs> yeah. But that's... That's... Neither here nor there. <laughs> All right. So, recommendation, strong recommendation for the Pokemon movie. Yes. Kyle? Uh, I'm going to do a follow-up. So, previously when he passed away, I mentioned uh, that I needed to read more Gene Wolfe. So, since then, I have uh, I got out and I got a copy from the library of like the best short stories by Gene Wolfe. And I've read like the first three, and they're all fantastic. Like, some of... I mean... It, 
it's one of those weird things because, like, if you read the blurbs on the back, it's like people who, like, it's like Ursula K. Le Guin and Neil Gaiman being like, well, we all know that Gene Wolfe is one of the greatest writers of the 20th century in any genre, science fiction or otherwise, and it's sort of dumb to say so. Like, one person, it's like, Mark, you know, I'm sort of exaggerating, but not really. It's like Margaret Atwood's like, yeah, he's literally, he is to, he is to writing science fiction what Mozart was to music. It's fine. And, and so, so then you open it and you're like, this is a high bar. But it's really fucking, it's it's amazing. Like, some of the short stories are, like, three pages long and they're haunting. And then others of them, like, the longest one that I've read so far is called The Fifth Head of Cerberus. And it is, like, like I will remember the last line of that, of that fucking short story for the rest of my life. It is burned into my brain. Like, I woke up the next morning and be like, that's what was fucking going on in that. And it's just really great writing. Oh, nice. Cool. And so, and what is that again you're recommending? Everybody go out and pick up as many short stories by Gene Wolfe as they can get their hands on. Is there a collection? Yes. I The one I got is it's literally called, like, The Best of Gene Wolfe. All right. That's cool. So Gene Wolfe generally, Best of Gene Wolfe, you can get it. Now it's my turn. <laughs> I wanted you to go first because I was going to wonder if you recommended the movie we watched last night. Otherwise, no, you can have it. I was going to recommend a little game called Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I deleted my 45-hour save on accident. Hey. And I've started over about a dozen times since then because I have some sort of weird disorder where if I don't think I'm doing something as efficiently as I can, I get really upset and need to start over again and again and again. And now I'm trying to use Stardew Valley. A a compulsive disorder, would you say, or more of an obsessive (laughs) disorder? Or is it a mix of both? You know, a little column A, a little column B. (laughs) Actually, an exact amount of each. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's both obsessive and compulsive. Yeah, yeah. but no, no, so now I'm trying to play through it again as I did before as a meditative exercise and playing through your mistakes and accepting that you don't have control over everything and there's only so much time you have in this world that you can do with it and you have to make the best of it. And it only took you four restarts to get there. You only four? You don't... Oh. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I was thinking about recommending uh, was an early 80s movie in the subgenre of melt movies called Street Trash. But I have a hard time in good faith recommending that one because it's not really not that good. It's just something that I want people to see so they'll be upset. Um, So (laughs) what I will actually recommend is the film that Kyle and I saw last night, which was uh, Godzilla is a King of the Monsters. That is the name of the movie. Yeah. Sweet. Um, And I want to recommend this one because it's getting pretty bad reviews. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's down in the like mid-40s or low-40s. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so part of me isn't surprised by that. Because it's a dumb, trashy genre movie. <laughs> you know, it's kaiju slamming each other. But at the same time, like, watching it, I did not understand what the negative reviews were Fighting, about. not any other kind. Although there are multiple weird references to what interracial, like, interspecies kaiju romance might look like. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. There's a, that's actually the, the one part of the movie I didn't like. Is uh, It has Thomas Middleditch in it, who is a hilarious comedian. And he's there to provide some of the comic relief. Yeah, but they did not give him good lines. No, he's <laughs> oh, like, no. hey, let me show you the, the, the version of this image without the monster's genitals in it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, but, I mean, the, the basic plot is that there's Godzilla. <laughs> and then there's other monsters that Godzilla has to fight. And then they fight. And it's pretty cool. And if I were to give this movie like an A through F rating... I wouldn't give it an A+. Plus. It's not perfect. I didn't love every single thing about it. No, there, all of the scenes with humans needed work. Well, I didn't even dislike it, though. That's the thing. is like There, there isn't really anything aside from like the, the waste of Thomas Middleditch that I, that I disliked. But, man, Godzilla really hit some other monsters, you know? Yeah. 
And then those monsters, they fucked some things up too. <laughs> like that's all I wanted, and I got it in spades. I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of Mothra, and Mothra was in this movie a lot. Mothra was really? cool. Yeah, Mothra was awesome. I've always liked Mothra. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Mothra's a giant moth. It's amazing. It's great. And also, if you like Stranger Things and want to see those kids doing things, it's got Millie Bobby Brown in it, whose name I'll never forget because two thirds of it is Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget what her first name is. I just see that kid and I'm like, Bobby Brown! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. Maybe that's the takeaway I'm going to... The ultimate takeaway from Godzilla is, your movie doesn't have to be funny, okay? It doesn't. Like, (laughs) I wasn't going to be upset if, like, Godzilla trashed a city and I didn't hear a sound effect at some point. Like, it's... Wait, I, yeah, I, that's actually kind of a surprise for me, not having seen the movie, that it's at all funny that, it, like, they did that on purpose. Well, it's because modern cinema feels compelled to use irony as a defense mechanism whenever, like, it's doing the fantastical. Because it's like, if we were just sincere about how much we wanted to see the giant monsters punch each other, that might make, you know, again, the adult men who all paid a lot of money to see it suddenly have to question what's going on in their childhoods and what they haven't reconciled within themselves, that they have to see this movie, but can't admit that they wanted to go see this movie unless there's a joke in it somewhere. I take it all back. Godzilla is toxic masculinity embodied. (laughs) At least this one is. You know, I was just excited when I saw Lena Waith was going to be in it, uh, because I love her. She's the one of the writers on Master of None, and she was the one who, at the Met Gala... Uh, she wore the the jacket that said uh, "Black Drag Queens Invented Camp," and she went totally viral. And uh, everybody was like, "Who is this chick?" And it's like she's a badass power lesbian. That's who she is. And I saw that her for like two seconds in the trailer, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Also, I was just gonna say that's what's great about Detective Pokemon and is or Detective Pikachu is they're just like, "What? Everyone fucking loves Pokemon. We don't have to explain this to you." It's like if you're in this movie and you bought a ticket, you must really fucking like Pokemon. You know you do. Stop. Yeah. So actually, that's it's kind of the antithesis to what you were talking about yeah. with Godzilla. Actually, yes. it's very like, much it's so. So uh, it's so into itself. It's yeah. just like there's nothing in it that's like even a little bit holding back. Yeah. It's like we're not even gonna tell you the names of half of these Pokemon. You know them already. You know. You, you know. You fucking nerd. Fuck. You yeah. know. You know.